Hey, what's up, everybody? You're listening to another episode of Over 4 Podcast, where we discuss everything basketball-related that you've already heard, but better or worse, we will find out today, because it is our ninth episode. And I am Royce, and we're also here with Pierce, Devin, and Jacob. We have some really cool stuff. First thing, our first ever awesome giveaway, and you guys are gonna listen to the very end to hear how to enter that. But even more awesome, we have our first NBA player special guest, a rising star in the league, Aaron Gordon of the Orlando Magic. Aaron, what's up, man? How you doing? Yeah, yeah, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on the show. Awesome, man. Yeah, thanks for being on. We really appreciate it. How's your summer been? Summer's been great, man. It's coming to a close. Um, Excited for the season. I don't think there's a better time. There's only one better time than NBA offseason and that's NBA off-art season. So I'm ready for the season to start. We're about to get it rolling. Cool. Yeah. We. Uh, I, one thing I think we've all noticed is that you always improve something, you know, on, on the court each summer. So, you know, in the first few years, there's the post game and then your outside shooting and three point shooting. And what we even the clips we've seen this summer, it seems like just, you know, ball handling, like grabbing it in transition and dribbling up the court in some of those uh, KD videos. Is, is that was that the focus this summer? Oh, yeah, I guess it was just the, the overall improvement this summer. So really being able to lead a team. Uh, all the intangible stuff has always been there. So now it's just like the refining the skills, you know, so ball handling, uh, being able to shoot off the dribble, off the step back, being able to score in a lot of different ways when you're on the, on the floor. So when it comes down to the nitty-gritty, you know, three, three minutes left in the game, because, you know, NBA games, the talent talent level is very, very similar across the whole board. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of games that are decided between, like, four to six points, you know, so it comes down to three minutes left, you know, in the fourth quarter, can you get a bucket, so it's those uh, one-on-one players, one-on-two players that get a bucket to be at the end of the game and help your team score, so, you know, I'm just working on making, putting the ball in the basket any ways that I can, and, um, yeah, it's just been improving as as a player and as a person. That's dope, man. Well, uh, hey, you know, hard work. Hard work, blood, sweat, and tears. I appreciate that. This is Devin. Nice to meet you, Aaron. Nice to meet you, too. Ah, pretty, ah thank you. Thank you. That, that made me feel good, you know? <laughs> I always look at your profile pictures, and you seem such a wholesome person. So, yeah, I got a couple questions for you. Quick question. What's the capital of Colorado? Okay. The, uh, the Denver? Yeah. Uh, now, <laughs> if you were at McDonald's, would you rather a filet of fish or nuggets? Would I, would I rather a filet of fish? I'm going with nuggets. <laughs> you know what? There you have it, people. It looks like Aaron Gordon is coming to the Denver Nuggets. My favorite team in the basketball. You know, I'm just saying. <laughs> no, no, okay. I'm kidding. I'm just messing with you. The thing about Devin is his, obviously his favorite team is the Denver Nuggets. So he's he's trying to recruit the entire world to the Denver Nuggets. <laughs> we could use a man of your skill yeah, level and talent and size. Right. And- I see that coming. Just sheer attacking level. You know, we could use you. <laughs> just remember that. I will, man. I'm, I'm keeping that one. There's not a lot of times that, that I just walk into things like that. I have a good one right there. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Also, uh, off the court, I mean, you, you've you always uh, talked about meditation and, you know, even the conversations you and I have had. Of, uh, I don't know if you've been into yoga and stuff like that, but like those Eastern practices of, um, of meditation and, and preparing you you know, off the court as well. Could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, definitely. You know, um, I just got done doing a, like a sensory deprivation tank. Like it's kind of like a float, you know, so it's like a pod and they, 
they uh, there's like a, a level of water, and then they fill it up with like thousands of pounds of Epsom salt. So you float to the top, they turn off the lights, turn off the music, you have earplugs. So you're just floating in the water, and that's uh, it's like a meditative thing in itself, you know. And so it, it's um it's something that, that's necessary at the highest levels of professional sports. You know, they've always said uh, as the level goes up, it becomes less about uh, physical capabilities and more about mental capabilities. You know, at, at this point, it's probably like 20%, 25% physical and like 75% mental at this point. You know? So being able to like control your mind and compose your mind down the stretch throughout a whole season, two games, and all the highs and the lows, it's a big part of it. And, uh, you know, meditation helps that. Um, you know, what I'm learning is that uh, these days you can't, I can't be on the floor a thousand hours a day. You know, I can't even be on the floor like five hours a day like I, I would as a little kid. Man. So there, there's things that you need to go through off the court, mental preparation, you do like mental uh, visualizations and, and types of breathing that'll help you prepare. So it's just like practice. You know, your mind, our imaginations are so strong that sometimes we don't know the difference between what our imagination is and what the real thing is. So if you can imagine yourself going through reps, going through uh, practicing jump shots, practicing threes, practicing free throws, by the time you get on the floor, you feel like you've already done it a hundred times. When, when in your career did you really start to adapt this and like bring it into your workout and your routine and like really embrace the, like the art and the practice of meditation? Uh, let's see, I started around like 15 years old. Um, but it was hard, it was hard to buy in, you know, it really was, you know, I was just a, I was an athletic kid, you know, super athlete, so I was able to just kind of will my way, uh, to win, but then I, I got to my senior year of high school, I got injured, and there was a mental block for me at the free throw line after I got injured, and that carried into my, uh, my freshman year of college, I was shooting so bad from the free throw line in college. It was unreal. It was just all mental because I was knocking down threes. You know, everything else was smooth except for the free throw line. And that's when I really started to implement it and be serious about, you know, the mental preparation it takes to be great. And, um, you know, I'm on my way. You know, I'm not saying I'm great now. Um, but, you know, there's certain steps. is the right actions that I need to take in order to get there and become a Hall of Fame type player. I'm, I'm glad you pointed that out because you, you suffer that injury in your rookie year and it seems kind of almost inevitable that a lot of like these rookies are always experiencing these injuries and you've bounced back and gotten better like, like we said earlier every offseason and you just keep improving and it really shows that like there's a mental fortitude that you have about you to like persevere through those things. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. One second, one second. <laughs> I that one. No, you're good. Ba, ba, ba. Well, damn. <laughs> <laughs> I, just saw, I just saw Mo walking down the street. I had to holler at him. Oh, I thought, you, I thought you were driving through the streets of Jamaica and was just like, blah, <laughs> So, uh, this is Devin again. I got a couple questions yeah. for you. How you doing, man? Um, appreciate you sharing all that knowledge on us. I do agree that mental fortitude and preparation is vital to any type of level of athleticism, whether it be sports or just labor or anything, you know? But, um, so I have this weird thing against certain people in the league for no reason. I don't know them personally. <laughs> it's just random fandom. You know how that goes. Um, and I got this thing against Clay Thompson, okay? 
It's nothing about him. He's a phenomenal shooter, you know, stuff like that. But I feel like he's very stale. And I don't know if he's your homie or whatever. I don't know if you tell each other jokes and stuff all the time. You know, I didn't know if he's a laugh or what. But I feel like he misses a lot of high fives and just gets under my skin. And so my question to you is, is there any players in particular in the league that you have like a high competitive level against? I'm not going to say like you hate or dislike, but that you have like a high level of like, if he's on the court, I'm going at him. I'm a super competitive person. Yeah. Really, really competitive. I don't gotta. I really don't gotta say that. So I don't really be saying that a lot. But when you ask questions like that, man, like there has to be boy. somebody that, like, when you lock eyes, y'all know, like, <laughs> I'm coming for you. <laughs> man, I, I, I'm not gonna really just say no names. You know what I mean? I keep it. But you can describe him. Is he black? <laughs> but there are those guys out there that I just can't stand. Man, I can't stand on the floor. Like, you know, I don't think they're that good. You know what I mean? But it's okay, you know. I just compete my ass over everybody. Um, obviously, like you, you want to go against all, all the greats in the game in mm-hmm. today's game. You know, you want to go against the Browns, you want to go against the KD, the Steph, the James, the, the Russells, the PG, all the Arsers, the Giannis. You know, you want to go against all the guys. That's that's who I look at. And that's why I go at every game. But you know, part of staying even here, look and respect to each player that puts on an NBA uniform and lays up his shoes. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I really I really don't like a lot of the players in the league. I respect that. You know, I really that. don't like them. I respect that. That's a very good neutral answer. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> so with yeah, that being I mean, said... I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like them, but at the same time, I don't know what they've done to get here, and I don't know how hard they've worked to get here, and I know that if you... If you put on an NBA jersey and you lace up your shoes, you must be some type of baller. So I respect mm. it. You know, I, I agree. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. very don't good point. Like them at all. <laughs> well, we know one thing for sure: Clay Thompson sucks at high fives. We know that for sure. <laughs> oh so, yeah, that, the, the whole uh, the whole uh, Warriors high five—it's it, all a little shaky to me, anyway. <laughs> okay, <laughs> there so, we go. That being said. <laughs> How do you feel about the idea of super teams and whatever? Do you believe that's really something that exists, or was that just something like created and that came into fruition once the whole LeBron era and stuff started? Because it seems like a lot of people like to use that to tear him down. I mean, super teams have been happening for a long, long time. You know, super teams have happened since whatever you want to say, ABC, ABCD camp, KAU, um, high school days. You know. We've been stacking AAU teams for a long time. You know, we're stacking uh, high school teams, we've been stacking teams. You always want the best team. Like, people are always searching how to be on the best team and to put everyone together. The super teams aren't new, man. The super teams have been happening for a long time. Yeah. The the, um, the level that it's going at though is crazy, especially out there in Portland. The, the, the level of talent out there is crazy. But I mean, it, I think it's good for the league, man. It gives everybody something to shoot for. I got those games circled on my calendar. You know what I mean? Those are the ones that I want to play against just to see, okay, what they're really about. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I'm, I'm glad you said that. That's a good point too, because my follow up question to that was gonna at, was gonna I was gonna ask you if having those teams and having those obstacles if that motivates you. But I like how you said like you have those games circled, so it's like you really you see that as as something uh, to work for, to strive for, to overcome. So I like that, and I think that's a, a really good perspective to have because I think. For a lot of people, especially like fans, we can always, we're, you know, we're, it's easy for us to say like, oh, well, this is just crazy. This is just ridiculous. Like, why even try? 
you know, but to like to hear your your perspective, someone who's actually in it, working hard every day to to, to see that as motivation, like that's really cool to hear. Right, right, right. We're like we go at them, you know. We, we really go at them. We don't give nobody passes. Right. And that's not what we're gonna do. We don't we'll give anybody a pass. And um, I don't know about other teams. I don't know about other players. But I, I give no passes out here. I like that. Nice. I mean, that sounds like a good mentality to have. We could really use that in Denver. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying high altitude, you know. AG, you know, I've I've always seen you as one of the more fashionable guys in the league. I mean, you always come. You're well dressed. I mean, you've been featured in JQ or J- JQ, JQ. <laughs> featured in GQ. Um, but it's like some of these other guys, you know, the Westbrooks, the LBJs, and and D Wade get a little bit more more credit for that. What's that all about? Oh, they're winning, man. That, that's what, that's what, the difference. That's mm-hmm. the difference is they're one. They're one. Mm-hmm. So they're one. They're winning. Everything is sweeter when you win. And my outfits are on 10. Damn yeah. every mm-hmm. night. You know, I, my outfits are on point always, always to be in. I'm photo shoot fresh, man. Paparazzi ready. <laughs> all the time, you know, all the time when it comes to going to the game. But, you know, if you win, then all of that comes true. You know, then you get the paparazzi, then you get the, the magazine covers, you get the uh, the photo shoots and everything like that. So, you know, there's a different level of swagger when it comes to winning. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's not uh, it's not really about the clothes, man. It's about the swag, and it's about who's wearing the clothes. People want to people want to see winning. People want to see the winners in those clothes. So mm. that's really what it's about. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So so it will come a time, brother. You know. Got it. And it sounds like when it does yeah. when it does come, you already ready. You ready? <laughs> you ready for it? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready for it. I stay ready, man. Stay ready, yeah. Hey, man, fuck it. Fuck, fuck waiting until you win. Start now. You can do it now. This swag on ten, bro. I'm down. If you open up a clothing line, eight ag, unless it's you know it has to be for people six five and under at least, but. If you do, I'm down to rock your stuff. So please start it now so we can do it. Photo shoot fresh. That's your tagline right there. Photo shoot fresh. You going to the DMV? You going photo shoot fresh. It's versatile, man. It's versatile. Exactly. You going to the free clinic? Photo shoot fresh. From the from the, from the Met Gala all the way to your son's birthday party. You know what I mean? It varies. Whichever one you want. What you want the streetwear? You want the the uh, the going to get dinner with the Queen of England, it's, it's whatever, it's the versatility is there, man, I got that. Now that is Love a variety of style right <laughs> <Yes>. there. <laughs> is there anyone in the league that doesn't get the credit as well for being as fashionable that, we, that we're sleeping on? Well, they all got it, then who's the buster? <laughs> Who's the ones we got to worry about that'll come up there with, like, slides and no socks on? Which one we got to worry about showing the corn? <laughs> yeah, that's becoming a little bit too trendy. I don't really like that. I like the two socks, man, the old-fashioned ones. You could do a lot of with socks, do the designs and everything like that. You know, my teammate, my teammate got a lot of swag. He, he got the Euro uh, the Euro swag with it. He got, a, you know, Evan Fournier. You know, he come, he come from uh, Denver. Euro swag for- <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can't remember that. You know, I'm just saying, bro, we fashionable out there, bro. <laughs> AJ, I have a quick question for you, because we, uh, our last show, we were talking a little bit about, like, Allen Iverson and how uh, he really changed things up and was a rebel in, in, in his style and his fashion. Uh, can you say that, you know, was he an influence at all um, with you growing up? I mean, 
course, like basketball wise, but even like style wise and seeing how he wasn't afraid to be him at all times. Yeah, I mean, he really wasn't on the court and off the court, you know, whether it took 14 dribbles to get the basket uh, or one dribble to get the basket. He, he was himself no matter what, um, yeah, on and off the court. And, you know, everybody wanted to be like AI, man. Mm-hmm. He was the first one that was able to be himself and still kill on the floor. You know, he was able to lie to the politics. Ultimately, they changed the rules because of them. You know what I mean? It was damn near the Allen Iverson rules. Mm. But uh, I think they're starting to be a little bit more lenient, lenient on it these days. And uh, I, I think it was getting a little too out of hand, especially at a time that, at a time like that, you know, they're looking a lot, a lot about image mm-hmm. and uh, you know, cleaning up the image, being clean cut, being able to portray themselves to you know all of America and now. Oh, it's, it's kind of turning back the time. You know, the back stuff is like, you know, the big chain, the, the big furs, you know, the, the coochie giants, you know. So it, it's coming back around, man. Mm. And um, yeah, it, it'll be good for the, there's a lot of people that, that follow the NBA for fashion. Mm. Uh, they, follow, they follow it for fashion and what's trending and what's hot, you know. So uh, the more that the NBA can set the wave in the right way, more people are surface. Nice. Who were who who are some of your other, the other people that really paved the way for you um, as far as like influences that, you know, when you were growing up that you really wanted to be like or aspire to be or really closely followed? Man, on, on the court, uh, it was Magic Michael and third. You know, so if you, I always felt like if you could roll all three of those dudes into one player, you'd be, you had the best player of all time. You know? So um, they, they really influenced me a lot. Um, Steve Nash, Lamar Sotomayor, uh, Steve Nash, because he was a little white guy that was killing everybody, and that was great. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that was just something that you haven't really seen too often. Of. He was really killing people. Uh, he was really killing people. And then, you know, uh, LeBron definitely was watching him growing up, you know, just because uh, he was a young buck that was killing, man. He was taking over. He was a young dude, and, and um, you know, he had a lot of weight on his shoulders, and he was making it happen, so. Now, now I just go at LeBron every time I can see him. You know, he's a tough dude, tough, tough dude to beat. But I go at it there. Cool. Okay. What? What about? Uh, so being from the Bay Area, there's, you know, so obviously a rich uh, music environment. Like music. What kind of music you listen to in the Bay Area? Being, you know, a really rich place that brought a lot of big artists out. Yeah. Okay. I turned into a teenager during the hype movement, man. So we were going dumb during the hype movement, man. Mac Dre was going crazy. Uh, Mac Dre still does. He still goes crazy, you know, rest in peace. You know, but, uh, you know, Chief the Sneak was going, going crazy. Uh, East 40 was going crazy. Two Star was going crazy. Mr. Fab was going crazy. Those were all the Bay Area super, super hype dudes. Um, and, and we were just on the on the bus, man, on the bus to all the games, man. We were just slapping the Bay Area music. Yeah, it's definitely too short. Yeah, it's too short. It's too short. And, um, uh, yeah, we were slapping them on the bus, and uh, that would get us going for the games because we played with the Oakland Soldiers, man. And uh, yeah, dude, that, that was a fun, fun time in the Bay Area. I can imagine. Uh, Devin, again, got a got a quick question for you. So that being said, I mean, we we one of our last shows we had a conversation about uh, NBA's turned rappers. So seeing as you were such an in-depth music fan. Something about your swag on 10 and photo shoot fresh tells me you might be working on what a mixtape or something for us. <laughs> you got a track or two you working on underground? 
That's so funny that you say that. It's so crazy that like rappers and rappers want to be ball players and ball players want to be rappers. Right. You know? it's, that's like kind of how it's going for a long, long time. But you know, like. Uh, so what you're players, saying is, we accept the rappers. We ball players accept the rappers into the basketball community if they can really hoop, if they can really get down like that. You know what I mean? Rappers, rappers don't really like athletes and ball players rapping, you know what I mean? They step on their toes, man. They really step on their toes. But that being said, I got a couple of things here and there that, that might be coming out. <laughs> uh -oh. <laughs> real, so, real, real casual, man. I just got to talk my, talk my shit a little bit, you know? Okay, so, so, you, so we got some hot fire coming from you sometime soon. Quite possible. I'm not. I'm not either confirming nor denying. <laughs> okay. 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 We'll take it. <laughs> You'll take the political response. You'll definitely be the best Orlando Magic rapper because that Dwight Howard album was trash. <laughs> ah, but don't forget Shaq oh, was in Orlando. Damn. <laughs> damn. <laughs> yeah, I just need to tell you put out an album. I gotta go back and listen to he that. Had, he had. Just, just, just Google search Dwight Howard. Shoot for the stars. You just, just what, do that. Shoot for the stars. It's covers though. He's like he's like with kids and he's sit, he's covering like what is he covering? Uh, he uh, he covers us uh, uh, Black Eyed Peas. Let's get it started. Uh, Smash, Mouth. Smash Mouth. But we also um, can't forget that Shaq was in Orlando, so that's another competition ooh, coming out of true. there. Ooh, true. Hey, Shaq, Shaq can rap though. Yeah, you can. Rap guys, and Shaq so guys we'll we'll see, make sure that we'll see if you can yeah. out rap Shaq. If we can get like an Aaron Foo <laughs> instead of a Shaq Foo, I'm down. <laughs> oh, cool. all right, all right. I'm not I'm not gonna get ahead of myself. Shaq deserves it. I got nothing out yet. I got no body of work yet. Nice. Well, that motivation you're talking about for hard, for man. on the court, if that comes across in your music, I think. Uh, oh yeah. I think it's I think. Be fire. You, oh yeah. Yeah, it's fun though, man. It's just, it's like, uh, I've always loved playing with words. I've always loved rhetoric. I've always loved music and uh, like rhyming and poetry. So, and, and, uh, and philosophy, really, you know, as, as much as that sounds boring, but, you know, with these hip hop artists, and to me, these hip hop artists growing up have always been philosophers in their own right. Hmm. And so, the music industry is the modern day philosophers to me, you know, because everybody listens and, and everybody hears it. And then, you know, in turn, people will take it and apply it to the aspects of their life. And so, um, yeah, it's just a fun, creative way to express yourself. So, um, yeah, I, I might, might not. Okay. Well, just going back to what you said. So it sounds like a rap aside that you, you just enjoy writing in the process of, of creating. Yeah, of course, of course. I mean, as a basketball player, we're artists, man. We create on the court. You know, there's a there's a level of improvisation and instinct on the court that you need every day. You know, you never know what's gonna happen inside those lines on a basketball court. You got to be ready for anything and be able to you know pull something out of your pocket or have something up your sleeve or you know you got to be able to read the situation and, and make something out of nothing sometimes. And, and that's what, what is creative and, and we're, we're, we are, we've learned to develop a tough skin mm. because of thousands and thousands of people that see us work every day and, and have an opinion on, our, on how we work. But, you know, everybody cares about what they look like. Everybody cares about what they look like on the floor. Um, but the best ones, the best ones in the world are, are the ones that, you know, can let that go. 
Nice. Are there certain poets or artists in general whose work you kind of always return to to find inspiration or just kind of always go back to those in, in, those individuals in particular? I think my favorite uh, whole book of poems I, I read was uh, called Black Boy Poems by Tyson Amir. He's a Bay Area uh, poet and a close friend of my dad. His published book, and that, that one was really good. And that, was, that was really good. I've also started reading a little bit of Maya Angelou, and Maya Angelou is uh, breathtaking as well. That's yeah, that's great, and that's um, I mean, and that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that with us, and just that whole other creative perspective to the game uh, was really interesting to hear because I've, that's definitely not something that most people think about. That you know they see NBA players as like just these athletes that just run up and down the floor and dunk and shoot. So to to get that perspective from you, that was that was really cool to hear. Oh, yeah. So thank you for that. Oh yeah, no problem, no problem, of course. Hey G, what are your uh, what are your goals for the upcoming season? Oh well, it's just to leave it all out on the floor, you know. It's to, um, it's to really show up every single day, uh, the best that I can be, the best that I can be, and show up every day. Um, is to help lead a team. Is to help lead leaders. You know, we have other leaders on the team. We need everybody to be together to to you know make the playoffs, man. To make the playoffs is the ultimate. You know, whatever happens in the playoffs happens. You know, we can go from there, but we got to get that. We got to get there first and, and put ourselves in a, a chance to compete and win a, a championship. So uh, I know it's a long way away, and uh, it, it takes a, a lot of presence and mindfulness. But we're gonna get there. We just got to bring it every single day. Yeah, man, and have no doubt. Just hearing everything that you told us, mentality, all that stuff, that you're definitely going to get there, man, because you're putting in work, you're putting in time, and we really appreciate you coming on the show and, and, and talking to us, man. It's been really cool. Oh, of course, of course. I mean, I'd love to talk to you guys again, man. Anytime, anytime you guys want me on, it's fun, man. It's fun. Hopefully, uh, uh, the things that I talk about, you know, we can look back in and <laughs> <laughs> say that is true. Right, know, right. Like uh, that, that album. album. <laughs> 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 but yeah, man. No, thank you. Of course, yeah. We'd love to have you on again. For sure, man. Yeah, this is this has been a lot of fun. You, you added a lot of legitimacy to our, our podcast. <laughs> yeah, people so actually people might, might listen now. Yeah. They might respect us now. So thank you. <laughs> uh, no problem, man. No problem. Yeah, Devin's, Devin's going to actually uh, announce the giveaway that we're going to have. Okay. So, Aaron is Devin again. Nice to see you. Uh, yeah, what are we giving? Away? Oh yeah. So what we're giving away, if everybody wants to hat over for podcast, but we have an autographed AG basketball, AG short Ooh. for Aaron Gordon. Ooh. All snap. I was actually gonna take it for myself, but they say I have to give it away. We also have some Nike gear, um, but unfortunately, it only fits people six nine and up. So thank you for that, AG. Um, <laughs> And then I think, uh, what else did you leave us, AG? Did, did you leave us like some used socks we could give away to or something? <laughs> <laughs> you guys need some, the cushy socks? You guys need some socks, man? I think I could have a little socks for you. But they have to be used, like fresh off the court. We need your season <laughs> opener socks, Dirty okay? and sweaty. Fresh, fresh off the court, that, we're going to charge them a little extra for that. Okay, okay I'm just making sure we need heel <laughs> crust and everything in there. Give so. it a giveaway. They're not getting sweaty, huh? Okay. Nice. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, just at 0 for 4 podcast and uh, at young Air Gordon on his Twitter or IT and everything. And yeah, we'll put you in the draw for it and we'll announce the winner soon. Yeah. Thank you, AG. No problem. Thank you, guys.
Cool, yeah. All Thank right. you, man. Talk to you later. All right, see ya. All right, peace. Well, all right, guys. That was Aaron Gordon. That, that was, was sweet. A D right there. That was awesome. Well, we do know one thing. He's coming to Denver. He's, so. I think your pitch works. There's one thing that's crystal clear. <laughs> one thing that he will be a Denver Nugget <laughs> in at some point. Yeah. At some point. Too bad he signed this extension. I know. It's, it's, too, it's too bad. It's too bad. But we'll see. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for listening to another episode of Over Four Podcast. And just to bring it up again, we are doing our first super awesome giveaway with a signed Aaron Gordon basketball and some cool Nike gear. And the way to enter is to follow us on Instagram and to like our giveaway post and to tag three friends in the comment section. Yeah? Oh, yeah. yeah. That sounds about fair. That sounds about fair. And I'm going to enter. Can I win? Can we? Yeah, can we win our All own I know is giveaway? I'm keeping the socks. <laughs> you can have the socks. <laughs> First game You socks. can have the socks. We're all going to enter our own giveaway. I'm just going to enter and then tag you three. That's my three. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> and if we win, just know it's not biased. It is the algorithm. Okay. Totally <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Thanks again, guys, for listening to another episode of Over Four Podcast, and we will catch y'all later.